Oh, Steve, I had a gut-wrenching reality check this weekend. Oh, no. What happened? Yeah, I was at church, and to one side of me was sitting a friend of mine. I am 37 years old. He's also he's in his mid-30s, a couple years younger than me. To the other side of me was sitting an older gentleman. Emphasis on older. You'll understand that more in a second. Okay. And he turns to me and says, oh, is this your son? Referring to the mid-30s person sitting next to me. Oh, no. I'm just like, like, I mean, we're we're like three years apart. I don't know what this means. (laughs) I mean, I know I'm getting older, but come on. So, yeah, I just, that made me think about my life. That, yeah, that's a real uh, brush with, brush with death right there. Basically, that's what it felt like. (laughs) It made me want to turn to, I I wish, you know how you always think of good comebacks like later? Oh, I was just going to say, there's there's a German word for this. And I can't remember what it is now, but it's something like when you're climbing the stairs uh, later on your way out of the conversation, and then you think of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of like, what could I possibly have said? Because in real life, I was like, oh, no, it's just my friend. But later, I was like, what could I have said to make that like maximally awkward for him? Because that seems like a nice thing to think. <laughs> and I, I thought several things. I'm like, maybe I could say like, no, this is my husband. And who's this referring to the guy's wife, your granddaughter? I don't know. Just like something crazy to, uh, anyway, I didn't uh, because A, I'm not uh, witty and B, I, I don't know. I, that seems a little bit mean, I guess. But anyway, I'm sure he was just yeah. trying to make conversation, but it, it, it caused me uh-huh. to have a little existential crisis. So anyway. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I'm sorry. No, no. I did find the German word though. Oh, what is it? Uh, it's it's Treppenwitz. Uh, and I think Treppen means stairs, and uh, Witz is, I don't know. Wait, do you speak German? Uh, I took German in high school, so I can read a little bit of it, but I, I wouldn't call myself a German speaker. Okay. I speak Dutch, which s- uh, sometimes sounds similar. That's true, yeah. Hmm. I did not know this about you. That's cool. So Treppenwitz, yeah. did I say that right? Treppenwitz, yep, yep. And that's when you think of a good comeback after the fact? The moment has passed. Yes. Mm. Good to know. Hello there, dear listener. I am Steve. And I'm Tyler. And this is It's Not About the Money, a podcast where we discuss a wide range of topics related to creating and running small businesses. Tyler and I are both small business owners like you, and this podcast is our attempt to make sense of the world one episode at a time. And in this episode, we're going to get a little bit meta, if you will. Uh, Steve, you and I started this podcast about seven months ago, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about how how that's going for us, <laughs> both in terms of you yeah, know, what we've learned, what we've enjoyed about it, maybe what we have enjoyed about it, like how are our numbers doing? Uh, numbers. It is at least plural. I'll tell you that <laughs> they're not big. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and a few other topics that uh, kind of go along with this because I don't know about you, but I've entertained the idea of starting something, whether it's a YouTube channel or podcast for like ever, basically. Uh, and then you finally persuaded me to do it. And so I thought it might be interesting for people to hear what it's been like for us in case they also have been thinking about it and maybe wanted to try it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I've had you know, various ideas over the years of, oh, I should start a blog or I should do 
a mailing list, uh, a newsletter sort of a thing, and uh, and a podcast. This this one actually, you know, worked out. But the the others, like I've never stuck with them this long, and so I'm excited that we have like built something. Yeah, it's pretty you know, cool. Made something. It's out there in the world, and I'm interested to see what these numbers are because I haven't been keeping track of them. You've had a better pulse on them than I have over the months. Yeah. Well, and I think it's worth saying uh, that keeping track of podcast analytics is a little bit trickier than, say, maybe analytics for a website or YouTube, where it's all Mm -hmm. on one platform and you have access to all the data because podcasts are syndicated across all kinds of platforms, right? And so you kind of don't, you know, you have to go across and gather all the numbers out. At least that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And also an interesting thing about podcasts is usually the only analytics that you get, well, depending on the platform, it's just downloads. So you don't know if people are really listening to it or not. You just know whether or not the That's file true. was downloaded, right? So uh, I would say all of these numbers are interesting and perhaps conversation starters or, uh, you know, but not necessarily cold, hard facts or uh, Im- imbued with a lot of meaning per se. Mm-hmm. I think for us, the useful part will be the trend because we're not uh, on our way to become a big, uh, you know, podcast mm-hmm. that will attract Squarespace as an advertiser or whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but hope not. Uh, so, so the the uh, precision of these numbers is not necessarily yeah, yeah. relevant. This is just for us, uh, like to know, because like, yeah, yeah. we are not on that path. At least I don't think we are. We haven't talked about being on that path. But to me. Uh, the most important number is the number of episodes that we've published purely because that denotes consistency. And like you said, that we, that we built something and we didn't just give up, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. So this is, uh, which episode will this be? This is 30, I think, or close to that. If it's not exactly 30, sometimes we record out of order. That's true. Yes. But (laughs) <laughs> and I like to count the trailer, even though it's only like a minute long. Oh, yeah, the trailer. <laughs> episode zero. So 31 episodes in seven months. And it's been pretty much every week. We've skipped a few weeks here and there. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of us. That is remarkable consistency, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and I think that is probably the biggest uh, factor in our uh, success in giant air quotes so far <laughs> is just that we we kept doing it. I, I I would argue that is our success because that's really the only measure of success that we've ever talked about. We've never talked about subscribers or downloads or anything like, or even like uh, you know conversions to clients or anything like that. We we just at the beginning I remember we talked about we just wanted to do this kind of for us to talk about things that we are experiencing and that we're learning and actually just create something. So I think we have been very successful mm-hmm. by our own criteria, if that makes sense. It does. I agree with that. Do you want to tell me some uh, some of these other numbers you've collected? Sure. Yeah. So I looked across the various platforms where we have data for, so that includes... Spotify, YouTube, and Transistor. Transistor is the platform that we're using to distribute our podcasts or host them, I should say. And so across all Mm -hmm. those platforms, we've had 1,257 views or downloads. Okay. Again, 
What does that mean? I don't know, but it's interesting. I don't know. It's more than I thought we would have. It looks like kind of a big number. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, okay, so there's that. And then another number that I tried to get, which is kind of tricky again, is, is I guess, subscribers or followers. And uh, the reason, again, that's tricky is because people can subscribe to podcasts all kinds of different ways. So this is kind of an estimate. But again, across all those different platforms, it looks like we've got about 32 people who are regularly downloading stuff. And by stuff, I mean episodes. Okay. That's that's a bigger number than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know some of those for sure are friends and family. Um, and I don't know who the rest are, which I think is a good thing. Because if we knew literally everybody <laughs> was listening, then we really would not have, you know, expanded our audience much. That's true. Um, and interesting, I, I, I'm I'm intrigued by the YouTube platform because really we're, you know, we don't put videos on YouTube. We just upload the audio part of our, you know, our podcast and put it on a podcast on YouTube. And that is where we've mm-hmm. had the most impressions. So the, the platforms that give us information about impressions are Spotify and YouTube. Spotify, I could only find impressions for like a 30-day period, which, you know, they've given us 3,289 impressions over the last 30 days. And our total impressions on YouTube are 14,112. So that's just how many eyeballs spy one of our videos on YouTube. As those scrolling and On the YouTube, that's like they saw the thumbnail? Yeah, I believe so, okay. yeah. And we've got seven mm-hmm. YouTube subscribers, and that's way more. That's, I don't know where they came from. I love it. So I do know I have at least one friend. I'm going to give a shout out here to my friend Marcus, who's been a devoted listener and his preferred platform is YouTube. So thanks, Marcus. He he always sends me oh, nice okay. messages after he listens to our podcast. So we couldn't do, couldn't do it without people like that. That's nice to hear. Yeah, it is always fun to get feedback. Yeah. Of, hey, I love what you're doing. Or I feel like I know you now that I've listened to you, which is kind of a weird thing uh, yes for someone to say that who doesn't know you but the, but i have experienced that on the other side as a listener a parasocial relationship if you will uh, yeah that's yeah that's the word parasocial yeah. yeah um i also thought it was interesting to see which of our episodes have received the most attention and it's different per platform on youtube our top episode is called bookkeeping YNAB versus quickbooks that's also the only episode that we've received uh, YouTube comments on, and someone ac- actually asked us like a legitimate question. It was crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not just like a drive-by comment, but like actually. Yeah, they had a question actually about the subject matter. About the subject, Why? and I replied because I'm a good YouTuber. Huh. I guess. <laughs> um, and then after that is the Art Book Club episode on Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. And third place is the book club episode on the book called The Prosperous Coach. This is kind of interesting. Okay. I suspect that that episode, and based on the comment that we got on that uh, YNAB versus QuickBooks episode, that people are searching around for that, like how to do bookkeeping somehow, or like, how, you know, which software to use. And somehow, mm-hmm. somehow, some way, we got surfaced to a few people on that and they were interested. In it. So kind of interesting. That's more of a search driven. Yeah thing i think as opposed to our podcast downloads on transistor which i can't explain but our top episode there is also about bookkeeping it's the episode eight bookkeeping what is it and why do it 
which is way back from June. It was one of our earliest within the first oh, month yeah, or so. It's like, right. Mm-hmm. That is fascinating. The YouTube ones that you mentioned uh, do seem like the titles would uh, be well suited for keyword searches. Uh-huh. Dave Ramsey, yeah. Moynab, Prosperous Coach. So, but that's that's interesting about the bookkeeping one on Transistor. Yeah, I mean, that's something for us maybe to consider. We have done basically zero SEO or marketing of this other than telling our friends and family, unless you've been doing stuff. So, nope. Uh, you know, that's one thing we could consider is you know doing uh, titles of episodes that are a little more search friendly. I, I don't know that we're interested in that, but it's something to consider. Yeah, possibly. But if nothing else, it is a signal uh, that folks are interested in those topics. Right. So maybe we should do more of like the practical talking about nuts and bolts of running a business. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think we do plenty of yeah. uh, talking about YNAB regardless. That will happen anyway, organically. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, what kinds of things does it take to run a business? And the bookkeeping is a big yeah. one of them. How do you know what money is coming in and out of the business? So yeah, I don't know if that's those are the numbers. That's all I know. I, I don't really know what to make of it. I'm I'm pleased that they are greater than zero and that they appear to be consistently growing, not exponentially or anything, right? But you know, there's a there's a continual flow of of downloads and listening. So that's nice. Yeah. Well good. So given that, uh if somebody were considering starting a podcast, what advice would you have for them at this point beyond consistency and like if it sounds interesting to you try it and try it consistently and see uh what happens oh yeah uh my only advice really would be to think carefully about your purpose behind having a podcast right because you're gonna take different actions depending on what outcomes you're looking for like we just talked about, we're not out there trying to get sponsors and make money off of this. This is more an exercise in our own creativity and like ability to talk about our subject matters more fluently. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of benefits to just doing it. So we have not done marketing. We haven't done SEO. We haven't done any of those things that I think if someone's goal was to grow a podcast, you would probably approach that differently. It might be more about um, trying to... <laughs> understand your audience or your niche like very specifically and we do we do have a niche right um and we're in that niche the niche is basically people like us so that's been pretty easy for us um but like we haven't paid for ads we haven't you know other than just letting our friends and family know about it at the beginning we haven't really pushed it or like done anything like that so i think you could grow a lot faster by doing things like that but you'd only want to do that if, if your if your goal was like growth. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, I think interviewing guests is probably a, oh, yes. a growth strategy in that yep. toolkit as well. We have done one interview and that was uh, that was useful in that he brought his audience to the podcast a little bit as well. That's right. And so if you get good guests that folks in your industry or your niche already know and they, they can drive yeah. traffic to you, that could be and that was useful. very generous of him too, because we didn't have any audience at that point, and still barely do. <laughs> no, we did not, and and yeah. he barely knew me. Yeah, but I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah, uh, you know, before and after 
that. So yeah, that was that was good. We should do some more interviews next year. That would be fun. That'd be really fun. Uh, uh, this is all I'm going to say about this, but Steve and I do keep a list of people who we'd love to have on the podcast. It's very aspirational. Let's just put it that way. Our little, our heroes, our role models. So maybe we'll have to work towards that uh, next year. I don't know. What about you? What would you just say to someone who, what, yeah, what, now that you're a sage, experienced podcaster, (laughs) what, what would you tell the people who might want to be doing a podcast themselves? Uh, I would say that the barrier to getting something out there of decent quality is probably lower than you think. The 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 equipment was not that expensive. Yeah. It didn't take a whole lot of time to learn how to edit and produce the podcasts and get it up onto the right platforms. And especially like we started with a software platform called Alitu, which did it was like all in one package, mm-hmm. the recording and the editing and the publishing and the website. And that was really helpful at the beginning. And we kind of outgrew it a little bit for their feature set. And so we diversified into these other tools. But uh it didn't it didn't take a whole lot of effort to learn those skills mm-hmm. to, you know, just good enough to get something out there. And then we've gotten better at it over time. That's interesting. I, I would say what I hear and what you're saying is the hard part is actually starting to talk and record, not Mm-hmm. figuring out technically how to accomplish this. Because if you've got any kind of recording device, even your phone, honestly, I, this is so, you could record stuff on your phone, probably edit it on your phone, or like there's, I know there's free uh, audio editing software for computers and things like it's, the hard part is just doing it, uh, getting yourself to start talking, hit record. And uh, mm-hmm. as we've learned, maybe debatably, you, it, you'll, it'll be bad at first <laughs> or, or not. <laughs> Not super fluent, maybe, depending on your public speaking. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, just go for it. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's another good point that uh, to get better at something, you have to do it. And the first ones that you do are necessarily going to be lower quality than once you are good at it. I mean, that's yeah. that sounds kind of obvious. Well, what am I trying to say? You You got to get through. Think of it as you're going to produce a bunch of bad things at the beginning just power through it, do those things because that's how you'll learn to get better at it and then you will get better at it. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like for me personally, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, It hasn't been linear either. Like there are episodes where I felt like really into it and like we were vibing and like things, conversation was happening and it was great and smooth. And other times where, you know, it just was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we quite, you know, had it, if that makes sense. And I don't really mm-hmm. know what that depends on. It could be, I thought, like maybe preparation. Sometimes maybe, but maybe not. Maybe it's just like a board. It turns out we thought it would be interesting, but it wasn't that interesting to talk about. Or mm, maybe we were tired that night. Or you, you know what I mean? I don't know. Just <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's interesting. The- yeah, I think the ones that have turned out really well, where I felt like the the artifact that we produced is a good projection of our personality mm-hmm. and our philosophy and our thoughts and ideas. Uh, The ones that turned out the best are where we had a a good topic with enough material to discuss, but we weren't too rigid about the 
the outline going into it. Like we both knew the material and we had things to say, but we weren't like trying to follow a slide deck. Yeah. I think for our style of podcast, which is basically just conversation between two people, maybe that's what, yeah, I think you're right. I feel the same way. Those have been the most fun to record for me. I feel like they've also produced the best outcomes as opposed to where on some episodes I've tried to like put together an outline and make, make sure we cover this, make sure we cover that. And like, there's nothing wrong with that, but, it, and there are whole types of videos and podcasts that are like that, right? Like they're educational, more like teaching or like lessons than just a conversation. So, and those ones mm-hmm. for me were not quite as natural. I, I don't think I have developed that ability as much as just shooting the breeze as it were. Yeah. And interesting you say, uh, developing that skill because that that again is something we can get better yeah. at because I think it is useful for us to have those kind of episodes especially like for me as a tax pro to be able to point potential clients to like go listen to this episode if you have questions about like do I need an LLC or an S corp mm-hmm. kind of thing just having those sort of evergreen resources I want to have some of those in the podcast feed uh, Absolutely. and so it's going to take some practice working on those to to get good product out there yeah, I agree. And I'm excited. Uh, at some point in the future, we're, we're planning on doing a, a little mini series, for example, on the YNAB method. And I'm excited for that because I think it's going to, that's something that comes up a lot in my business with clients. Mm, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to practice it, continuing to practice talking about that in ways that like connect with people, if that makes sense, and you know, to help them understand. And, and I think doing those episodes are going to be a great exercise in that for me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that series. Okay, so speaking of episodes that we felt went more smoothly and, and were a better final product than others, I'm, I've been dying to ask you this, Steve. Of all the episodes that mm. we've recorded, well, or released, I should say, so far, what are some of your favorite ones and why? Uh, I'm glad you didn't ask me which which one is my favorite because I, uh, I get hung up on that question. Like, wow, oh, was it this one or this one? Sure. Analysis paralysis. Which ones? This is good. Okay, I have a few I could mention. Um, episode 20, which was called Appliance Repairs or What is the Client Really Buying? That one was fun. We talked about like me repairing all kinds of uh, appliances around my house as a way to talk about when a client comes to hire you, what are they actually looking for? Are they looking for the the thing? Are they looking for how to turn a screw in a driver in a dryer? Uh, how to replace a belt? Or are they looking for a working dryer that doesn't squeak? That doesn't squeak exactly. Yeah, yeah. you know, I actually thought about that episode recently as I was descaling my water heater. I was like, Steve would be proud of me. Oh, yeah. So what was it about that episode that you liked so much? That was one where we were just kind of having fun telling stories, uh, but it also had like a useful takeaway mm-hmm. of how to think about something differently in your business and how you sell what it is you do. Yeah, that's cool. Why don't you tell me one of your favorite episodes while I poke around at these others? Sure. One of my favorite episodes uh, more recently is episode 26, where you shared how things were going for you implementing the getting things done method and just, you know, shared your experiences, asked some questions. 
Um, and I was able to share some potential answers to those questions as someone who's done that method for a lot of years. I, I just really enjoyed that one. Oh yeah. I liked that one a lot too. It was really fun to, like, I, you know, just hear, hear what it's like for someone who's never read the book or done the method in its fullness before, like going through that. And it's fun to hear how much you were enjoying, like labeling your, your file folders. And also uh-huh. just kind of like, yeah. it was also, it was kind of validating to me because some of the questions that you were bumping into were questions that I faced and remember struggling with in the beginning for myself. And so it was kind of fun to hear about that and kind of share how I overcame them. And and yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun for me. Mm, good. Yeah. I We should do uh, probably another one of those in a few more months when I have some more experience under my belt the to ask you the, reviews. Next, the next level of questions. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Okay. And then I, I really also enjoyed the book club episodes because I just, I don't know, surprised. I, I, I've enjoyed that more than I expect to expected to if reading a book at the same time as someone else and kind of discussing what we learned from it. That's been, that's been pretty fun for me. Right. I've never been part of like an actual book club. Uh, so I do, I do enjoy that <laughs> of the shared experience of we're reading this thing together and then discussing what we got out of it and we get different things out of it. Yeah. And that's always interesting to hear. It really is. Yeah. Another one of my favorites was Creativity and the Drive to Create. This was episode 23. This one uh, was just like a good, I felt very real in the conversation, Mm -hmm. the two of us, like real humans out here trying to make something. Which we are, by the way. This is not an AI generated podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, um, like making something in the world is, is very fulfilling. You know, even if nobody ever listens to it, which it turns out there are people actually listening to us. <laughs> I joke all the time that nobody listens to this podcast, but maybe, maybe some people actually yeah. are. But even if it was just for you and me practicing our craft of explaining what it is we do and, uh, you know, talking through these kinds of issues that individual people and business owners and solopreneurs have because that is useful for us in our our work you know even if it was just for that it's been very beneficial to me yeah and i feel like that concept of the creativity and the drive to create i think we both relate to that we've talked about it on various episodes and things like that that is something that this is fulfilling for both of us regardless of what happens right so that's cool mm-hmm. that's cool any other ones you wanted to recall or think about? Uh, I also liked the book club episodes. I think Psychology of Money has been one of my favorite books that I've read this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was just a very useful way of understanding not only the way I think about money, but the ways other people might think about money. And that that knowing that needs to inform how I interact with them uh, because everybody has a different experience and perception of what money is and what it is supposed to do and what it is not supposed to do. And that spills over into the way they live their life, the way they run their business. Yeah. I was something I remember from that episode specifically was that, you know, your personal experience with how money works represents like 0.00000 or whatever, 1% of the entire human experience of how money works. Right. 
but it also mm -hmm. forms like probably over 80% of how you believe and think money works. So it's just <laughs> another way of saying like, yeah, we all have our own individual experiences. It was a good reminder, right? That no one really yeah. does anything. Well, maybe this is too generous. No one, no one does things because they're stupid. That's not necessarily a true statement, but no one makes money decisions, you know, uh, without it making sense to them at the time that they make the decision. Right. Yeah, it's a good reminder. Yeah. So. Well, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of favorite episodes. That's a good sign, I think. I think that's a good sign. I think so. There were just two. I know this is kind of getting to be a long part of the segment. I guess we like our episodes. What can I say? But there were two that I wanted to call <laughs> out, not because I necessarily liked them, although I did, but because they actually like really impacted me and made me realize something or like think about things in a, like a way I grappled with. You know what I mean? And one of those was uh, to niche or not to niche because that's been mm -hmm. a huge struggle for me starting this business is figuring out what is my niche and should I, you know, should I spin my wheels trying to find that before I do anything else and, or should I just move forward and maybe find it organically? Like this is still a question that like I'm still grappling with. So that one was really impactful for me. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, one of our more recent episodes where we uh, talked about our business finances for 2023, you know, roughly a year into our businesses or, or more, I guess, at this point. I just remember being overcome during that conversation. And I listened back to it and I don't feel like it came across, which is fine because it was like internal. But I just remember being like, whoa, I do. There's so much I don't know. And I think you had a phrase for it, like uh, ignorance. What was it? Um the orders of ignorance. Orders of ignorance. That just resonated with me. And it was so cool to be like, wow, okay. So now I've got like a year or so. Yeah. Now I've got some time under my belt. And I'm just starting to know what I don't know. Just barely. That is really interesting. Anyway. That's another way of saying that uh, the way you learn about something is doing it. Because there's, there's a, it, it feels like this fractal complexity of you the more you learn about something the more uh the more complexity you discover <laughs> underneath it and as and then as you dig down into each of those things they become fractally complex as well like there's always something to learn as you go further and further down yeah. the levels and get more and more experience yep that one that episode uh about the sort of the business financial retrospective uh, felt very vulnerable, and I think it will be super interesting to listen back to in a year or two years or five years from now to be like, oh, look how far we've come. Yeah, we'll see if I was, uh, you know, I was pretty confident about the fact that I was going to have revenue next year. So it'll be fun to see if, if that materializes. Yeah. <laughs> Does that, yeah. Well, good. Hopefully these thoughts have been, you know, helpful or interesting. I, if there's anyone out there who feels like we did that, the, the itch to create something. You know, there's lots of ways to do it. Podcast is one of them. And now you know a little bit more about our experience doing it. And it might be podcasting for you. It might be blogging. It might be, I mean, it might just be building the business because there's, there's so much to learn there too and, and practice and discover. So, but whatever it is, like if you're, if you are having that, that drive, that itch, I say try it out. See what you can find. Yeah, the worst thing that could happen is nothing. So, nothing. Well, what do you think? I think that's... Or you, or you lose some money. Or you lose some money. Which both of us have done yes. so far. But <laughs> That's true. The worst thing that could but... happen 
is that you lose some money <laughs> and that's that's our experience so far but right, which is which is not nothing <laughs> but uh in the in the grand scheme of the vision that both of us have for our individual businesses i i think it will be well worth it yeah it's an initial investment in something that should pay dividends in the future so well good i think that's a good place to leave it all right thanks for tuning in uh, you can email us hello at notaboutmoney.com and we'll see you again in another episode of it's not about the money <laughs>